0: I'm Jennifer Nielsen, and this is Let It Glow, Episode 42, Time to Exit the Comfort Zone. Ready, set, glow. Welcome to the Let It Glow podcast, a happy place where you'll learn how to let your soul shine and discover new ways to design your best life. I'm your host, Jennifer Nielsen. Again, and welcome to another podcast episode. Today, I brought in Amy, one of my dig specialists, to discuss this topic of getting out of our comfort zone. So did you know that 98% of people trade comfort for their mission or purpose? And the reason why I thought Amy was a great candidate for this is because she knows discomfort, and she hasn't let it stop her. So do you want to just introduce yourself, Amy, then we'll get going? Sure. My name is Amy Varney, and I'm a mom to
1: eight kiddos, ages 20 down to almost two. And I was a music teacher for almost 27 years. And my husband and I live in Mesa, and I absolutely love being a dig specialist. I love the tools that the dig provides for our family, and I love being able to help
0: others with that same tool. Oh, well, thank you for being here. And Amy has taken her training and just ran with it. And she's she's here today because we share some similar challenges. We both have dealt with childhood sexual abuse and trying to get our perpetrator put away. And there's just a lot of discomfort with that. That was just, you know, discomfort on acid, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> In a huge way. But ultimately, I've always admired you, Amy, how you're able to keep pushing forward. And I know you well enough to know that you have major hiccups, setbacks, a lot. Mm -hmm. But yet here you are relentlessly and willing to keep figuring it out so you can have more happiness in your own life and in your family's life, but then to be able to help other people. Um, one thing I just want to add here, I think this is so funny. I, You know, my dad was a horse guy, and he would take us on these ridiculously long horse rides. They always started out, it'd only be an hour. And before <laughs> I knew it, we were sliding down the mountain. It was like eight hours later. So I saw this online when I was, you know, looking into this topic, and it said something along this, that don't get too comfortable, growth and comfort can't ride the same horse. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so... um Amy, kind of explain where you were before you did the training and how you had to push through your discomfort to get to where you are now. Like you have paid clients, you're you have an office that you're working on in your home to be able to do this. Kind of explain to me, you know, that process. So, the training was what a year ago. Mm-hmm. And
1: before that, just different sessions that you've done as you've been developing the dig. Um, I was recognizing how much more the dig was helping me in my life than the 14 years of one-on-one counseling had been helping me previously. So like you said before, um, we dealt with the same similar trauma situations um, from our past, and that was a huge holdback in and of itself. And then going through that trial, of course, felt like someone kicking me back in the hole that I just crawled out of. (laughs) Oh, seriously. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out where I was supposed to go with that because I'd done all that work. And my counselor was wonderful, and I really connected with her. But the tool of the dig and being able to have that specific process with me changing my limiting beliefs in myself, I didn't realize the negative talk that I had constantly going in my own head that was really holding me back. I really was my own biggest doubter. And I, I didn't believe in myself and I thought I had and, and everything, but when 2020 hit and the pandemic and everything else, everything shut down. So I was a music teacher. I would taught music since I was 16 years old and I'd taught a couple of different programs that I loved. And then it came time that I was supposed to do that virtually with all my family home, so, oh
0: my eight kids That's and trying to for disaster,
1: So, I'm all this isn't happening, and so, and at the time, my baby wasn't even one years old, wow. and so I sat down with my husband and we just talked about it, and he said, "You need to do what works for you," and I said, "Well, none of this is working for me," and he goes, "Then don't do it," and I was like, "Well, but." I have to do it. I can't say no. Like, that wasn't an option for me. And so then when you had the training and we started in on everything, and this was before all the quarantine stuff hit, really he was the one that helped push me. He said, I've seen more growth in you doing this with the dig than anything else you've done. You love this. You need to do this for you. And so... I went and we had the training and it was phenomenal. And I just started using it with my own family. So fast forward to now I have clients that I see in person and I see over Zoom and it's providing an income and I get to do this around my family. And now I'm turning my music room into a healing room.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love that. That is beautiful. And what's interesting, Amy, is I look at a lot of your you know what you've gone through in your experiences you have special needs children you have you know there's a lot that could k- tell you that this isn't going to work or that this isn't this isn't an option and you you kind of went through that yeah and what i want to just go over quickly is the three reasons why people trade comfort for their mission or their life purpose the number one reason is fear of failure <laughs> i mean in such seriously. a huge way <laughs> And just feeling that level of worthiness like, I can't do this. So we just sometimes stop ourselves before we even get started. Number two is people worry about what other people think. And the work that I do, this just comes up all the time in so many different ways with people. And it's just fascinating. Number three is kind of obvious and I kind of laugh, but there's there's a lot of people that just simply don't want to be uncomfortable. They're just, they do not want to be uncomfortable. And I would say that would be the general public. I yeah, let me sit on the couch and watch Netflix. That'd yeah. be great. Or just stay the same. Don't risk change. Don't ruffle any feathers, you mm-hmm. know? And so I think about what it takes for someone like you and these other specialists that have trained, because every person that's come through the training has had self-doubt about like fear, fear of failure. failure. Mm-hmm. All of that. That it, they're not void of that. It, they're not doing this because they don't have those. But they decided that being uncomfortable productively was better than just being uncomfortable and not getting where they want to go. Like yeah. not productively. Deciding that it was worth it. Yeah. And so I love that you've kind of overcame all of these to do what you're doing. And you're just you're progressing at this like rapid speed. And I love it. And so just in general because you've you've been an entrepreneur for a long time if you were you know you did music, you've always kind of had your own business, what's interesting is how this forces personal development faster than like almost anything else I've experienced in my life. Now my trauma kind of forced me to deal with my crap <laughs> right, but trying to run a business and doing now you know what the kind of work that we're doing and putting ourselves out there, it takes another level of like over, you know, figuring out your fears. It's like overdrive. Yeah. So how does that kind of resonate with you? Kind of, You know, working through like those different fears and some of the things that we've talked about to get where you are today. One of my biggest things was how can I help someone
1: else when I still know that there's things that constantly will come up for me? You feel like you've healed. You feel like you've overcome this. And like, then we went to trial. And then it just felt like I got kicked back down in that mm-hmm. hole.
0: And I'm like, wait a minute. I worked
1: so hard and for that. And just a
0: quick little, little sound bite here, just a little info. In case you're not aware of what we're discussing, we had a trial. where Two we, years ago. Two years ago where our perpetrator was ended up being convicted to 402 years in prison. Every time I say that, it brings me a sense of <laughs> satisfaction. But it was a very treacherous, many, many years, a um, lot of family strife, angst stress, trauma that went into that.
1: And just so, yeah, just those four just, years
0: leading up to yeah. it alone was so traumatic. And then being put on the stand and being grilled and ridiculed by his attorney and treated as if we were <laughs> pariahs. And, right. So- but yet and i remember even at the trial the same kind of thing was like oh you're so brave you're so this and i said i'm we're the same i don't I'm want not, to be brave i'm just doing this right? because like the option of not doing it is so much worse yeah so i want you to think about i'm talking to all of you listening whatever you're afraid of whatever is holding you back from you know achieving that dream whatever that life purpose that you feel like you've been called to do I want you to think about it and and kind of just take a moment and look at why you're not where you want to be and what you can do to get there. And there's four ways that you can do that. I'm going to help you out here, but I really want you to think about if you're where you want to be and if you are, great, that's awesome. Way to go. But if you're not, there is a way to do that and it's going to it's going to require discomfort from you. Period. That's just the way it goes. But number one, you want to clean up that limiting belief. And again, that goes back to doing the DIG process. That's what the DIG does is it cleans you up so it can create space for new possibilities. Number two, learn to listen to what your soul is calling you to do. You have to listen to that inner voice. Each one of you has something extraordinary to share the world to the world that makes you unique. And Amy and I are both doing this work. But her perspective and her gifts, she's going to show up differently than I show up. And people are going to feel drawn to her. And they, there's some people that they are drawn to me because we each are unique. Number three is take inspired and align, aligned action steps. That's so important. It's not just having the idea and cleaning up the belief and all of that, which is important, but it's doing something and taking steps and then taking the next step and then the next step. And number four, and this is a big one, we've already kind of discussed it, but just to reiterate, stop caring about what people think. Not everyone has to love you and they probably won't. And if they do, then that's probably part of the reason why you're not where you want to be. You have to be able to be comfortable with not everyone loving you. And that's, that's a hard place to be. So Amy, as we're kind of discussing this, what are some of these that have come up for you as you've been doing this work? And, and maybe maybe share an example of when you've worked with a client where this has come up. So maybe touch on both of those. Okay. So first was my my fear of of what that was
1: going to look like. Oh my gosh, you're gonna, are going people going to think I'm the pop calling the kettle back, black and how can I help someone else when I still have work that I need to do and 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 a healing process doesn't mean it's a one and done thing. And
0: spoiler spoiler alert: if we're waiting for perfect individuals in industries, we would have no counselors, attorneys. <laughs> yeah, there would be nothing there, there because be there's be no, no perfection. Yeah, that and that is that is such a big that, that block that you're that you're sharing here that has. I think I've heard almost every person that's come through the training has felt some layer of that and some variation. Yeah. And, and that, and that fear of failure too, like, do I, do
1: I risk this? Like for me being a music teacher, was my comfort zone? I love it. I'm, I'm good at it. I love to watch that growth, but it got to the point where I could only do that in the afternoons. I have eight kids at home in the afternoons. My afternoons are sacred because all of them need me for various different things and it got to the point where I had to put my family first. And so then as the dig specialist became an option for me to help others, it was that light bulb moment and I went, can I can I do this? And then I had to do a whole dig around that because it was that fear for me <laughs> if like can all I else really fails, do do the dig? Yep. <laughs> so I did. So I did that dig around it and I went I can do this. Why couldn't I do this? Of course I can do this. And so, and I have great conversations with friends about that. And, and it's healing. And we have those people that come into our lives that help bring us that validation and uplift us. And everyone needs that. Mm-hmm. And as a specialist, it's a wonderful thing to have our team mm-hmm. with you at the helm helping us and helping each other and teaching and doing digs on each other to just increase the knowledge that we have in the experience, because each of us has our own
0: unique way of showing up. And that's what I love. And I remember just, you know, even just the last training when everyone kind of went around and we're talking about different niches and each person kind of had a different direction they wanted to focus on. And that's what's so beautiful is this gives you the structure and the support to do that. Um, I there was a share with me there was an incident you had or a, a session you did with a client that was kind of stuck in the same place of I'm not where I want to be, but there was just a lot, there was a lot of limiting beliefs around this for that individual. So
1: I had a client that I was working with that had been in the same occupation for more than 12 years. And actually, closer to 16 or 17 years, but in this specific job for 12 years, and there had been maybe one pay raise. And that was really difficult for the situation that they were in. And the limiting belief was, well, but I've been in this and I've and I've been here and I'm comfortable, but without even realizing that was why they were stuck in that situation. And so as that belief came forward, they realized that it was really the fear of failure. But who's gonna want me because I'm doing
0: this specifically? And the risk of leaving by leaving behind security in the known. Yeah. Like so often we stay in that comfortable prison because the unknown is so scary. Yeah. And and other job opportunities had come along
1: and this person had always disregarded those and said, no, but thanks, thank you, no, thank you, and never pursued any of them because of that fear. And so being in that comfort level was such a security blanket that they weren't even willing to look outside of that, to even see what was a possibility. And because of that, things were being stuck in their life, and the growth wasn't there. Just personally, not even with their job or their vocation it, it kind of
0: overlapped in, into yeah, every area into
1: everything so what was what what happened as you did the dig process with this individual so as we did the dig and as they came to realize that it really was all about that comfort zone and that fear of failure that wasn't something that on the surface and in the reality that wasn't really part of their personality so when that recognition came through it was a uh, wait a minute that's not what i want that's not who I am. And so they were able to change the limiting belief, realizing that I have the freedom to choose and I'm valuable.
0: That's to, a big one. Wow. To
1: anyone who needs my skills. And that was very powerful. And so now they are looking online at different jobs and, and seeing the things that are out there that are available and getting ready for resumes to be
0: sent out. And After 12-plus years, that's a really big step. Wow, that's amazing. And you said something that is so important to remember, is when we feel stuck, sometimes we think that it's happening to us. We always have a choice. Being stuck is an illusion. Yeah. Whether it's your job, your marriage, where you live, your roles that you play, whatever it is, you always have a choice. And you are the only one that can change your situation. But if you're trading comfort for that that mission or that growth in your life, that's what you're going to get is comfort, but you're not going to get the growth. Again, they can't ride on the same horse. <laughs> right? And the
1: procrastination takes that choice out of it for you and gives that
0: choice to someone else. Thank you for bringing that up. Because indecision and procrastination are huge in keeping you stuck mm-hmm. in that that place because like you said a lot of times because we're comfortable we don't tend to make those decisions that might propel us or push us but then oftentimes are made for us. Yeah. And so that's a great example and you know we're we're here today both Amy and I because we've been kind of forced to push through our comfort zone. Yeah. I mean when you have the kind of trauma that we experienced it was either drown (laughs) or figure out how to like flourish and to thrive. And really what I want for you, Amy, and for everyone that's listening is to know and to believe that no matter where you are right now, it's not final. And that I know it's scary to push forward and to do things out of your comfort zone. I'm doing it all the time. And sometimes I feel like My skin crawls, and I just been wearing my shirt on inside out all the time because it's just uncomfortable. (laughs) That's
1: a good explanation, though, because it really does feel like that. And you're just like, "Oh, can I do this?" And then you do, and then it's you're like, "Such an amazing feeling!" And you went, "Why did I hold
0: myself back from this? This is awesome." But it's never without discomfort. And I have people that will say things like, "Wow, you're doing this or that," and I just kind of chuckle. I'm like. This isn't happenstance. This isn't just just like magic and good luck. This is a lot of work and willingness to do things even when it's freaking hard, especially when it's hard. Yeah. And so I love to be able to share what I've learned and the way I've gotten out of this place of being stuck. Because there was a time when I remember even going to therapy when I was trying to get through the, the darkest days of my life. And... You know, the guy that I went to did this amazing training in behavioral kinesiology, and he would ask me, hey, you ought to come. You'd be good at this. And I wanted to punch him. I'm like, leave me alone. I just want to survive today. Will you just wave the magic wand, wrap me back up again, put Fix the band <laughs> on, and send me on my way? Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. But I'm so grateful that he kept asking, and he didn't give up on me. Because eventually, I realized that my own healing wasn't enough. I had worked so hard to get to where I was, and I had learned things along the way that I knew would help other people. And that has been one of the most rewarding experiences in my life, is seeing people that feel like they are trapped and stuck, and that there's no other way, and that they're limiting themselves, and they're just stuck in their comfort zone, helping them get out of that and see new possibilities. And there are miracles that I'm seeing daily in people's lives because they're willing to do the work. They're willing to get uncomfortable. I'm just here showing them the way and how to do that. But they're doing the work.
1: Well, and importantly, too, is they're not doing the work alone. They have a whole team of support. So if I'm their specialist or you're their specialist, anyone that's on our team— you know, all of these resources are fantastic. And so that training, that's one of the reasons why I did the training in the first place. It wasn't even so that I could help anyone else as much as it, so I could help myself. I wanted to learn. Learn to coach yourself through yes. things
0: and learn to like, I wanted your way tools. through it. And, to, and that's really what this is all about, is helping you become emotionally resilient and self-reliant, period. Because... You're going to have setbacks. Mm -hmm. And how long you stay in that setback or in that hole is dependent on how quickly you bounce back. That's up to you. Setbacks are inevitable in life. They're going to happen. And you you talked about that with all the therapy that you had done, that it helped you get to that place where maybe you were treading water, you weren't drowning anymore, but you still weren't thriving because you weren't in charge of your healing. Yeah. Yeah. And with all of this getting out of your comfort zone, no one can do that for you. No counseling, nobody cheering you on, all of that. It's part of it, and I encourage all of it. But ultimately, it's going to be you taking that step to get yourself out of that place of comfort. And so, again, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, there's always hope and possibility. Any final words? Amy? I would just encourage anyone
1: that's listening, if any of this resonated with you, take that to heart. There's a lot of different links that you can click on and and access so that you can have those same tools. There's people that you can reach out to, and you're not alone in this, and you don't have to be stuck. And that comfort zone, that there's there's no growth in the comfort zone, and there's no comfort in the growth zone.
0: <laughs> Amen, sister. <laughs> And where you can find me is at www.thedigmodel.com. And then my Instagram is a great resource. I tend to put, it's like, I put everything on there because it just seems to be the most compact. But on there, it's Jennifer Nielsen, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R, Nielsen, N-I-E-L-S-O-N. And I have all the links to the training, to these podcasts, to whatever retreats I'm hosting, because ultimately I'm here at whatever place you are. I'm meeting you where you are. If right now, this podcast and the information I'm putting out there is feeding your soul and it's helping you great, I want to do that. But I have a whole pie available for you. If you want to just take some crumbs or a slice here and there, great. But when you're ready for the whole pie, the Dig Specialist Training is the whole pie that will help you get to where you want to go, to live your life purpose, to follow your passions. It That is that will help you get to the next level. And that has been the case with every person that has done the training. So I'm so grateful for each and every one of you that are tuning into these podcasts. Share it, like it, leave comments. It's always helpful for me on this end, but just know that I'm here to serve you in whatever capacity that looks like. So again, thank you, Amy. Thanks, For being here today. Of course. I love working with you, and I love working with all the other women that have done this training, because we are all here, seekers and contributors, just trying to figure out how to make our little dent in the world. Right. And I believe we can together can do that. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to the Let It Glow podcast. If you enjoyed this show, share the love with a friend. This podcast can be found on iTunes or subscribe on my website at www.let-it-glow.com. And remember, let go and let it glow.